Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Dear Kirsty, I love epistolary picture books, and I'm so excited to share this week's book with our listeners. Will you share what our book is? Yours truly, Kim. Dear Kim, thanks for your letter. I'm especially fond of written correspondence. Today we shall share Yours in Books by Julie Filatko illustrated by Gabriel Alaparoso. I'll be waiting for your reply. Sincerely, Kirsty. Dear Kirsty, was that a joke? <laughs> if so, I am delighted. I am also quite delighted for this interview with Julie, Gabriel, and their editor, Amy Noveski. Let's converse. Yours in books, Kim. Julie, we're going to start with you. We love the epistolary format of this book. It's wonderful. Can you tell us where you got the inspiration for this book? I love to play around with picture book ideas. I think a great thing about writing picture books is that you can play around because if you work on something and it doesn't work, then it's been probably a week of your writing time. So I wanted to challenge myself to do a new format and I love epistolary books also. So I wanted to write one. And then it was just a matter of figuring out who would be writing to each other and why would they be doing it. And I went for a walk and I saw a squirrel and I was like, okay, one of them is a squirrel. And then who else could there be? And I didn't see an owl, but I wanted something that was not like a squirrel. So something that wasn't scurrying around the ground, but would be maybe somewhere else, but might live in that same space. So not a kangaroo. (laughs) Right. That makes sense. I love it. Amy. What was it about this story that made you want to acquire it? Well, it made us laugh. And that was the first thing we saw in this story is that it's got such lovely humor. And we, anytime a story makes us laugh, it's kind of a sure thing. So what was the illustrator selection process like, Amy? This book came together pretty easily in that um, oftentimes we spend a lot of time looking for illustrators for books. And in this case, I believe Melissa, our art director, found Gabriel and we all liked him immediately. We reached out to him. He was available. He loved the story. It came together really seamlessly, which is also very rare in a story. Oftentimes we go through, you know, not only our first choice, but second, third choices. Or they have books lined up for several seasons. And we want to get the book out as quick as we can. And in this case, all the pieces came together beautifully. Yes, they did. (laughs) Gabriel, we'll go to you next. What was it about this project that made you want to say yes to working on it? It was just because it was a lovely story, really. The thing is, I'm actually semi-retired in the sense of I don't 
seek them out to do anymore. But if one comes along that oh. I really, really love, then I'll do it. And, you know, when this one came along, I couldn't not, really. But <laughs> um, well, we're I glad mean, you couldn't it, say no. <laughs> and to be honest, it's because I think, apart from the fact that it was just charming, it was very funny, I found. I'm not going to lie, I strongly identified with Owl. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great deal of me in him. So all time, I couldn't not. It was just too good to pass up. Gabriel, that makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> yeah. I love the illustrations in this book so much. They're so perfect. Yeah. And I can't imagine it being illustrated by anyone but you. Yeah, thank you. We were talking earlier. We feel like this book just is like one of those instant classics that just will stand the test of time and will just be read over and over and over. It's really beautiful. Well, I hope so. So, Julie, we love the voice, and you've done such a great job with the distinct voices for Owl and for Bessie. And there's this great balance we've been talking about with humor and heart, with their letters back and forth. Can you give us a look into what the writing process was like for the book? Once I decided that these were the characters who were writing letters to each other, the beginning stayed pretty much the way that it is now, where he was asking for books and she didn't have the books for him. But the ending, I tend to write for myself. And then I have to realize later, often with somebody like Amy's help, that maybe there will be children reading this book. And so <laughs> in the original version, it was not the kids throwing a party. It was much more poetry based. He got a book of poems and he was reading poems. And then he really liked the sound of his own voice, the owl. And so he was writing poems and reading his poems aloud. And they were all really bad and pretentious. And he just thought they were amazing. And then there was an open mic night at the bookstore. Oh. And she got, him to come, she got him to come to the open mic night. And there were like comedy skits. And he read his poems and he felt pretentious and good about himself, which was an <laughs> ending, but like not very kid focused. They didn't become friends the way that they are in this version. So oh, I love that. Amy, what was the editing process like for this story? Yeah, we worked on it. There was definitely going in one direction, and we wanted to try another direction. We thought it would be really nice for Owl and Squirrel to come together at the end in some way. It shifted from poetry to more like the letter writing, and we loved the letter writing. And one of the things we worked on and was actually the most tricky in terms of the editing, I recall, was to make a natural progression with the salutations. So it starts out very formal, Dear Sirs, and that actually was the original title of the book. Oh. And then as you, if you notice, it slowly gets more and more informal as you go. And we spent a lot of time making sure that that felt right and natural and brought these two together. Well, those little <laughs> details make all the yeah, difference. They matter. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Gabriel, again, we love your art. It's so adorable. It's joyful. Can you share a little bit about your illustration process for this story? It was fairly straightforward. I mean, in some regards, the things come along that sort of draw themselves, really. You know, the sort of images in the text are so clear. It, it sort of saves me a lot of trouble, frankly. <laughs> the first thing I drew was the image of Al with the pillows strapped to his head <laughs> it's so funny which sort of came easily because that's sort of how I live my life <laughs> it, was very, it was so very clear from reading it what should be drawn which often isn't the case you know it was the normal process of you know roughs and having those sort of you know a few rounds of roughs but not 
many, but the actual sort of process of it was just drawing them in pen and ink. I don't pencil anything down. And then for the sake of speed, it was a case of scan those into the computer and colour them digitally and clear up a few errand lines. Uh, That was kind of it. The sort of thought process behind it was almost a little bit out of my hands because the text was so clear of what it should be. Gabriel, I think you should be giving yourself credit because it's just letters. <laughs> I don't say what's supposed to be happening. And, you know, I always joke about how I love leaving space for the illustrator. I have sort of a joke because I have trouble ending books of like illustrator draws, brilliant, satisfying. <laughs> ending. <laughs> much. I mean, there were no art notes in this book and it's just letters. So I love that we had some kind of cross-Atlantic mind meld. And yeah, it was, what I had I mean, even though it was just letters and the, it was, I mean, some books from, as an illustrator, some books are like pulling teeth. It's, you just can't see it at all. And you end up getting into endless rounds of roughs trying to hammer things into shape. And, you know, it often shows. I mean, I could pull a few of my own out to <laughs> illustrate that. I think you gave it just such a light, touch and it was so funny mentally you can just picture it straight away so it was really just copying what was in my head (laughs) I love that it's time for our last question Amy when someone reads this book what do you hope they feel or learn what I love about this story is that Owl at the beginning he's just very cranky and closed off in his world and by the end, he's really opened himself up to new experiences and new people. That's such an important message to never ever close yourself off from things and from people in the world. And I love that he literally leaves his little space and goes out into the world and they have a big party. And then, you know, he's out in the world then and he and Squirrel are together. So I love that message. It's such an important message. Gabriel, how about you? When someone reads yours in books, what do you hope they feel or learn? Really, I just hope the kid just enjoys it and has a laugh. Because, I mean, this perhaps might not be the most popular view, but so many books have a life lesson that gets hammered home you know, nothing's as bent on like a life lesson. <laughs> you know, I particularly like the fact that, you know, it has a message, but it's subtle and it's funny and it's gently done. But overall, it's just a lovely story. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. Okay, Julie, when someone reads this story, what do you hope they feel or learn? I would hope that this book makes people seek out independent bookstores because they are wonderful places where the booksellers can really give you exactly the right book for you. There's nothing like the magic of a bookseller recommendation. Mm -hmm. And maybe I hope that people write letters to each other also. A big thank you to Julie, Gabriel, and Amy for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for yours in books. Check out the show notes to learn more about Julie and Gabriel and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. <laughs>